Good evening, everybody. Good evening. So we are, as as mentioned last week, we're, we're getting we are in the epilogue in the conclusion of this great work of Tefillah. It's been another probably I don't know three four weeks, and we'll finish. And really, at the end here, Rabbi Pinkus, uh, who has been teaching us Tefillah, I just noticed we started last October, so for over a year, and. Um, I said then, we always need tefillah, you know, as we mentioned the past few weeks, certainly now, um, it's a time of, of tremendous, uh, tremendous need for tefillah, tremendous need for, for prayer, just, just besides the fact that we have soldiers who are fighting in very close quarters because we care about people, and because we don't want innocent or quasi-innocent people, uh, to die, there are soldiers fighting in close quarters. There are all kinds of hostages um, that they, they murdered one girl this week, one soldier this week, who whose life hangs by a thread. Mamish, uh, the, there is all kinds of enemies of Klal Yisrael who want to uh, keep Hamas alive and are pressuring. Uh, some are real enemies, and some are just, I hate to say it, useful idiots for those enemies. Uh, and should there be an unnecessary ceasefire, I, I think, by the way, you know, Israel has lots of machlekeses, lots of different opinions on all kinds of Israel, uh, of all kinds of issues, but it's the overwhelming consensus now in Eretz Israel and Israel is that Hamas must be destroyed. There's not really debate about that. Um, it's actually remarkable. Even the left, maybe except for the extreme far left, is, is nobody is questioning what Israel is doing in Israel itself, that they need to destroy Hamas, a ceasefire, which, which their, their real goal is to make it a permanent ceasefire, keep Hamas into power, um, would be terribly damaging. Terribly damaging. Um, I mean, so there's all kinds of pressure, and this is in real time, but I say in... in it, it, the, we don't have time to dominate. It's like uh, we have it a, we, a few weeks from now. We can get a lot of tears, and every day is a tremendous amount of rachamim that something doesn't go wrong over there. With, I mean, all the, the, the you know several of the, the times that soldiers have been killed have been booby traps. You know that almost like the first week, first second second of the day, like eight soldiers got hit by once on the same unit. In a, it was an anti-tank ritual. A few last week, I think, or a few days ago, five soldiers were booby trapped in one of the tunnels. Every second, the world pressures are immense, um, and we're talking about pikuach nefesh. And we're talking about endangering millions of Jews, um, endangering us if Hamas stays in power. And I hate to say it, uh, keeping that kind of group in power is a danger to Jews around the world. It it, it would. The campuses. There's so many things to die for for Claudia, so and for ourselves, uh, there are many, many, many things as well. So you know, the, the, as we come to the epilogue of the Sefer, the conclusion, the Perkeseum, it's important to, you know to remind ourselves we've been learning this for a year because Tefillah is so important because it needs so much fine tuning. And at the end here, I mean, Pinkus uh, kind of like wants to get a few very important bullet points which he didn't talk about previously, um, into our lexicon, uh, that we should have a full understanding of it, and it should be on our thoughts as well. <coughs> um, and, that, and that's what we're going to do one of these things uh, tonight. We may even start on the second one, but we'll for sure do one of them. Hakdama one of the one of the prerequisites for prayer, 
And for all service of Hashem, for everything that a Yid does, all service of Hashem, is to have a, a deep understanding. Call everyone according to their level. When we daven, when we do mitzvahs, in front of who are we davening, and to who are we davening, and how are we doing mitzvahs, we have to, you know, we can say this, but there's a difference between saying this and, and pondering this and, and appreciating and inculcating this and, and, and chiseling it in our heart and our mind that we're davening to Hashem, who is Eloikis, who is the omnipotent, and Sophius is, is infinite, Hashem has no bounds, no no, no, no limitations. every single Jew, I mean, and we also have to come to understand We are really not truly grasp even though all the works of the Zayar and the other Kabbalistic works, of things that that, that delve into these matters. We we live in a finite world. To, to we can't grasp things which are beyond our, our wattage, right? Which is too too much for us to truly understand uh, what Hashem is. So even all the descriptions in the Zayhar uh, and in the Rizal, the Riyana Kabbalah, how Hashem interacts with the world. That's only on, on, a, on a certain prism which we could understand. But the true essence of Hashem is way beyond human capacity. To understand, she midamol shakarish baruchu, kashar ashirim or gibur kashar giburim. If you think that Hashem is the wealthiest person in the world, the most powerful, that's that's not believing in Hashem. Hashem is omnipotent, and therefore, uh, to a small extent, we have to understand we're dominant because you know you, you, sometimes you talk to a person you don't appreciate who you're speaking to. Um, you know, if you, you would go into a great Gadol, a, a big Rebbe, a big Rosh Hashiva, or a Moshe Feinstein, or a Kanievsky, uh, someone of great stature, and you have, or the Chavetz Chaim, you have no idea who you're talking to. Ravadi Yosef, you don't know who you're talking to, so you don't appreciate the, the conversation. If you're talking to a guy on the street and you don't realize he's uh, uh, you know, a multi-multi-billionaire, or the President of the United States, or whatever, you don't know who you're talking to, you're missing the boat. Certainly, Hashem who's all perfect, omnipotent. When we're davening, we have to be totally aware what it means to daven in front of Hashem. We're talking to Hashem. We're davening to to Hashem. What does that mean? It's, a, it's, a, it's obligatory for each one of us to have some appreciation, some idea. But Atzamas Nuras, what it means that Hashem is infinite and omnipotent. Ukmoken, in person has to imagine and understand what it means reward and punishment. Right? What it means to be rewarded and punishment. Coming from Hashem, when you're rewarded, it's Nitzchi, eternal. Like we can say those words, or you can go to Yeshiva or a Beis Yaakov. And you hear eternal reward, eternal, uh, uh, um, uh, it could be eternally punished. Uh, even though Gehenna can fix it, you could still be maimed that you don't get, that affects getting the reward. So what does it mean that Tzachar is Nitzchi, reward is, it can be eternal. It's like something so far from our, from our own human understanding. We're thinking of pleasures. People think of their steak dinner or their cheesecake 
or their, their cholent, or their, their car, or their raise, or whatever sensual pleasure for the moment. I mean, what ple- how much pleasure is it? Think of any physical pleasure. The biggest physical pleasure you can have. I mean, how does that last for? Right? It doesn't last. Here we're talking about eternal reward. The person can be exercised, a certain various person eats chametz on Pesach with witnesses and mourning, etc. Or eats on, on Yom Kippur, a person can have a karetz, which is, a, which is it could be at some level eternally punished. As Ramam says, and therefore it's very important to have a grasp of what we say eternity we say Hashem is omnipotent or eternity or the reward and punishment, and it's not a human reward and punishment, which is here today and gone tomorrow, but it's eternal. What does that mean? And that's very important when we dive in, to be cognizant and aware of that. And it's very critical as well. And generally, when we're serving Hashem, what does that mean? Today there's a very famous metaphor that's given that Ray Dessler brings this down, and Mechtam other people bring this down. Uh, to understand what Nitzchias is, what eternity is. And the, the metaphor is as follows. Imagine a huge mountain, big and tall and wide. Uh, the biggest mountain, right? Bigger than, 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 than Mount Everest, bigger than any other mountain in Nepal or anywhere else. Uh, right? And imagine this mountain, this huge mountain, the Moshal, for example, is made from sand. Right? Sand, the dirt. And a bird would come, this huge mountain, miles high, right? Two miles high, whatever, you know, several miles high, actually, right? Uh, is there, it's filled with dirt. And a bird, a little bird would come and take one granule of the sand, of the dirt, and it would take it and throw it into the sea. That happens. And so this, this is trillions and trillions and, and ghouls, whatever you want to use, number of sands in that mountain over there. And after a thousand years, the bird comes again, takes one more granule on that sand, and throws it into the sea. And this happens every thousand years. So you, the number is so astronomic how, you know, how long that would take. Um... But eventually, you wouldn't even see in the mountain for trillions times squared, times squared amount of years. There's so much sand, it's only going one granule per thousand years. I feel hockey, milliarde, milliarde, you know, trillions and trillions of years. Trillions of years, that mountain will become of uh, sand, will become a plain. Right, so when you think about that, what that means, like every thousand years, like it, 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 it is trillions of those. You begin to understand, says Pinkus, this is not his marshal, but it's an older marshal, of what it means, uh, you know, eternity. Because that's obviously not eternity. It gives a mashu beketzah sagamaru netzach, a little bit of understanding, you know, what is netzach. That, that that you know even the Gaim who calculate the worlds you know in their own whatever ways again there are some approaches in Judaism we can, we can reconcile things I don't think we have to but even if you want to take those approaches um, the third world's thirteen billion years old this is nothing nothing we we believe the world's not thirteen billion kaputo again if somebody has that belief I'm not saying that there's they don't have much to rely on even from a Jewish perspective. Um, 
But but thirteen billion is is nothing in this. We're talking infinity is so much more than that. That's the first muscle. You speak of talking Hashem or, or reward. The reward is infinite. Punishment could be possibly infinite for certain averas. Other other averas get cleaned up in Gehenna, in HGLL, and then you can move on and only get the reward. That, that, that's true. The, the infinity is that plus plus. But the truth is, says of Pincus, we're talking about infinity. But this is, what, this is what's at stake for you and I. Every Torah Jew knows the stakes are high. Right? If you daven today with a minion, or gave tzedakah today, or learned Torah today, you acquired nitzchias. You acquired eternity. Forever. What does that mean? It's like, you know, we can say words. But what does that mean? This is, this is you know, when the Torah says that reward and punishment are from the, 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 and free will and all the, and, and the gods of impotence, these are, from, these are the, the 13 principles, dogmas, with very few dogmas. Yiddishkeit is not a dogma-based religion. These are, this is it. And what does that mean? And he said this idea of this one kernel of grain of, of a mountain several miles high of it with trillions times trillions times trillions of this and it one goes every thousand years is just the beginning of understanding. And the truth is if you want to start to appreciate what the time of infinity is, that's a good beginning because again, we, we, it's not in our reality. When you, when you contemplate a little bit more nourishment, it's not enough. It's Hamusa we really think about. Most most of us don't like to think of these things. They make people nervous. Even religious Jews, by the way, they don't like to talk about these things. It just it's first of all, it's 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 beyond human grasp to an extent. And it's it's just, you know, people don't like to think even I hate to say it. When we talk about like Hashem and God and omnipotent, people like to hear that also. They're not used to hearing it. they you know, what we do, Torah, mitzvahs, but like the the celestial part of it, you know, even though we could talk to God, we don't think about it though. No, no, we, we you want to dive in correctly, you want to live correctly, you want to tighter mitzvahs the right way. A person has to contemplate and ruminate and cogitate. Vos meant what does it mean infinity nitzchias? And he says that even though we can start to understand the time of infinity, it's not enough. Shemashulzel is a magdir muslim nitzchias. This is only talking about the time of it. We don't ever do any time you do a mitzvah properly, correctly, you get eternal reward. We talk about nitzchias, eternity. Just gives us um, uh, the, the, a baseline of pleasure. That's a person's reward. Wherever, you know, we're not really focusing this second what it means to be rewarded in the world to come. It's not a steak, 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 right? Even if you like steak or whatever you like, food or physical, sensual pleasure. It's not, it's way higher than that as a starting point. But whatever it means, it's not just that it's eternal in nature. Think about that, right? A person said, learned Gemara today, for eternity, they will benefit and reap the benefits of that Gemara study. For eternity. For eternity, they daven, they're going to be rewarded. 
if they gave money to uh, to stock, they will for eternity be rewarded. That's when you, it's an oyim v'nari chalil of a person spoke lashon hara. If they don't do tshuva for eternity, they will be punished, right, uh, or or damaged, or, or right. You know, or, or, it could be lashon hara that kehanim will deep kehanim will fix. But whatever it is, it, the stakes are very high. Most of us never think about this. I mean, Frank. Most of us, you know, we believe it. I mean, we're believing Jews. We know things are eternal. Things, but we don't think about it. You can daven in front of Hashem. We don't think we're davening in front of omnipotent Hashem. We know we believe in it. I'm not saying we don't believe, but we don't think about it. And Rav Pink is saying, you want to daven correctly. You want to live live correctly. You got you to gotta think about this once in a while. And when you're davening, you have to be cognizant of it. And he said, just having a mushal of eternity, of reward, of pleasure, is not enough. Right? It's the first thing is, okay, we know that any physical pleasure, again, think whatever physical pleasure it speaks to you. Food, some people sleep, some people sensory, some people is intimacy. How long are these physical pleasures? They're finite. One minute, ten minutes, half an hour, a bubble bath for some people, kishmak, whatever it is. How long is this? We're talking eternity. If, if you, you imagine your pleasure was for a month straight, we can't even comprehend that. That's we can't even a week straight, twenty-four hours. We can't comprehend that, right? He's <laughs> talking eternity. That's not. But that, that, that's not the, the time over here. But because beyond that, you have to know, that's, we talk one grand of all, two grand, but that's not the case over here. Because what happens is the pleasure in Olam Haba, or eternity, increases over time. It doesn't, it's not like this forever. It goes up, it changes, it gets higher and higher because Hashem is omnipotent and His reward is, omnip- is infinite. And it increases over time. It doesn't go down. It's not like the stock market. It's not like a heart rate. <laughs> it goes up. If you're rewarded in the world to come, it's on a trajectory upwards. It increases <laughs> over time. Um, the pleasure goes higher. Think about it. A person doesn't do an evade in this world. Imagine a person has a Yitzhahara to eat shreif. Eat a cheeseburger. Terrible Avera. Damages. Sullies their soul. Clogs the neshama. The heart. For what? For a cheeseburger. For how long is it to eat a cheeseburger? For five minutes. Six minutes. Right? Maybe it'll last in your stomach for a little bit longer. Do you understand that for that cheeseburger, a person is going to be punished? Oyim v'neira. You know what that means? A person's tired in the morning. What about tefillah? Tired, they had a long night, they didn't sleep well for whatever reason. They're nervous, they're sick, well, and they wake up early and they push themselves to have a starker cup of coffee, a good cup of coffee, and they get to Minion on time and they push themselves. Even though they're tired, they dive and they will be rewarded forever. Don't, don't have to think about what that means for the giving up of a little bit of sleep, of pushing themselves. There's going to be an infinite reward. And when a person davens, they're talking to Hashem who is infinite. And the reward is not static. It increases over time. 
Then please, right? Vudavashi absolutely we can't even understand what that means because in our mind that, that, that's not that's not how it goes. That's what Olam Haba is, that's the world to come is. The whole nitzchus, the whole eternity, the whole forever, is a is a totally different betzamatanik. It's not something that we experience, which is you know how long the pleasure is, or there's moments of it. Here, it's always going up forever and ever. Right, that one granule, the bird comes every thousand years. This and every thousand years of eternity. I mean, every second we're talking about gets better. But nearly to get a nitzchis, when you talk about eternity, an eternal word, it's what the Gros says, right? Of course, we say that. So we say, then, that our, our mouths will be filled with laughter, with schoik. Ask the Vilnagoyin, what's the difference between simcha, joy, and schoik, laughter? Because there, there are different languages of, of happiness. There's chedva, on the door chedva, there's rina, there's sasa, and there's differences in it. There's gila, there's aliza, there's different languages of happiness. So the girl asks, what's the door, what's the difference of the two languages of Simcha and Schaik? You get something, it means new, a new excitement. You laugh, right? You're happy. It's not the general, something, you know, it's not, it's in Akakach, Beham Shechazman, is Simcha. Right, schoik is a hischachis. It's a novelty in it. Now, there, there are certain people who only have schoik. They don't. Have, they're not generally happy. They have that moment of the high, that moment of pleasure, and that makes them happy. But uh, uh, and the other people that are happy, but they don't have schoik. It's kind of like they're more static happy. It's generally a pleasant to me. They're happy to me. No, the Gura says schoik is when a person has ah. A greatness and happiness. So something that, that, that they're generally happy and it, it increases. The schlick is the, the freshness in it, a new, a, something new about it. Then in Oilam Haba, says the Vilnagoyin, you know, in the, when you'll be filled with schlick, it won't be momentary. In this world, you have, it's, if, you're, you know, if, you're, if your life is functional and you're you have your, you're balanced and you're calibrated correctly. You should be generally a happy person. And a generally happy person. If you're not generally happy, something is off in your life. Something is off in your service of Hashem. A yid should be generally happy. If you're a tzaddik, you'll be always happy. That's tzaddikim get the level of simcha tmidis. Why? Not today's shir. <laughs> but a tzaddik lives with Hashem. And, and everything they get from Hashem, they're able to see the good in it. They have a munah, and they're constantly happy in this world, right? They're constantly connected to Hashem. If you're constantly connected to Hashem, you constantly know that even on that sick day or even that challenging day, this is all from Hashem, and you're connected on that level. Most of us won't, won't, aren't at that level. Almost all of us in this world aren't at that level. But that's what tzaddik is. And for us, hopefully, if we're, if we're aligned correctly, if we're calibrated correctly, if we're living a Torah life, we will... Our, our general demeanor will be one of simcha. Um, but schaik? Schaik is for moments here and there. There, there are precious moments of schaik. 
Says the little guy, we say this in Shira Malas. Oz, then you malas chayk pinu. Every moment will be chayk. Shoylem haba, the world to come, koraga viraga. Every shnia, every second is his chachas al simcha. Is another level of of happiness. You're reaching another and another and another. Every this keeps going and going and going. For and, and since God is omnipotent, it there is no level. There's no stoppage. It just keeps going and going. It continues. It doesn't stop. So it's not that you're happy. You, you're constantly getting happier. You're constantly growing. That's all. Awesome. We say shemals every every time you see every Shabbos. Every Yom we wash. Say Shemalas Kufchavov. Marshal Hadiyat says he didn't say more of a crude Marshal metaphor. But let's say as uh, a a fly. Again, this is again it's just a it's a crude uh, metaphor. Explain this. Mitzvah. It doesn't mitzvah. Again, it flies out free. Well, take as a Marshal. Shasa Yiskus. This fly gets to the world to come, and then it's very happy with the pleasure of the world to come, and it. Turns to something higher. It turns to a tzipor, a bird, and it turns to a behemoth, and then it turns to an adam, to a human being. Because olam haba, it's bringing it higher and higher. Once it's an adam, it's a human being. It becomes a malach, an angel. Then it becomes a saraf, which is a higher level of it's like srafim. We say it's in some of our Yom Tif liturgy davening that like a saraf, a seraph, uh, a higher level. The chenhalo oimik goes to higher levels. Of angels until we go above what we can even understand. Tiny little metanish. It means from a fly to a bird, it's a different reality, right? We, we, we the one from one moment to another. Olam but It's not like we're the same people. Our reality is totally a higher level, right? This is like we don't live in a world. Where this is our, our reality. So it's hard to, to fathom. But that's what Olam Haba is. That's the difference of, of, of a moment in this world for a human being. Very important stuff. It's not just for dominance. This is for everything. A moment where we push ourselves, where we exert ourselves, where we don't do something wrong, is eternity. Is nitzchis. If a person's tired and they learn tonight, you could, but by saying, everyone's on the share, I don't want to make people bad. I, I, there's many more people who listen to it because they see the stats. <laughs> but, but for all of you who are on here tonight, and it's actually, I'll tell you the truth, if you want to be on there, you're getting reward, everyone who listens live, for the people who listen afterwards. Because I want to give this share to my, my people. I want to record it if there are going to be pissed people listening. So you're also getting the reward for all those listening in the, in the future, right? I, you know, so you, all you hear are getting reward forever, right? I mean, just think about that. You could have went to sleep tonight. You could have watched the news for the 15th time, you know, or read a book, uh, or taken that bubble bath, like a schmuck bubble bath. Or indulged in some ice cream and put your feet up on the couch. Uh, we're done. We're, and you're learning now. You're gonna be rewarded forever. And you also, everyone on the share. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna get a part of everyone else who listens because I gave it because you're on the share now. So you're getting a chalik, a, a portion of everyone else who hears it. There's, there's every week. There's dozens and sometimes hundreds. So you have a chalik, and sometimes even more than that. <laughs> well, that's, you know, uh, people who listen to it afterwards. You get, a, you get a dividend. That's a good deal, right? It's a good deal. You get a dividend. Right? A person, but it's the moment. You can do a lot of, you can do a lot of things now. Tomorrow morning, if you're tired, 
right? A person's in, a, in, a, in, a, in an atmosphere where there's food and it's questionable. Maybe it's kosher 100%. And they don't eat it. Or to watch their eyes from proper sights. You know, the eyes are the openings to the soul. You see certain things that put ideas into our head are not good for us. Bad. Right? So a person restrains themselves. A person exerts themselves to be kind or charitable when it's challenging. These are eternally rewarded. And every second of that reward for eternity is like it's a higher level. So it's not just at the time. It's as time goes on for infinity, it's a higher and higher and higher. Not just a higher, it's a new, completely different species, so to speak. It's a completely different reality than what we were in the moment before. Again, this is totally not in our human experience, but that's what the world to come is. It's without boundary, because Hashem is without boundary. And forever. Right? It's a, even just again, take that mountain of trillions times trillions of sands, which are taken once a thousand years to, to, to become into a, a flat plane. But Adam, and the truth is, again, that's obviously imperfect because eventually that will happen after who knows how many trillions times trillions times trillions times trillions times trillions of years. But we're, we go beyond that. Is there a movement poshet? And that's a simple understanding. This is a simple understanding, a simple understanding of the of eternal reward. That, we don't think of those terms. I'm telling you, the more we think about this, we live differently. And we're dominating to Hashem, we're cognizant, what it means to dominate to an omnipotent, the Kharish Baruch Hu, omnipotent creator of the world, we think and daven differently. Right? It's for, it goes on forever. When we think about it, we to get to, to to put our thoughts into place and to contemplate how amazingly great Hashem is and how kind he is. Because we're talking about God's omnipotence. We're talking about there is no end. That's a little bit insight. Who be ikker be oimek some of the raso. It's everything which is awesome in all its way. And when God does chesed, when He gives us the world to come, that is the chesed shein saif. It is the kindness. Our world to come is the kindness which has no ending. It's not just that there's no gvul to the time reward. We. we we are who create God created us, and then He will reward us forever. It's not just that we're rewarded forever. It's to understand that the reward forever is a psychic reward. It's that we're constantly becoming a totally new, higher level, and a higher level of connection to Hashem, and a higher level of pleasure. And we think about it, how amazing and how big this, so to speak, hog is from Hashem, how he gives us this kindness. Commission is fire, and that's actually going back, we discussed this by Menashe, who at the time was a very wicked king, who not only did Avarazara, but spread Avarazara amongst the Jewish people. Melch Yehuda, Shahaisa, Bohaflogger, Nurash Horishas. 
and he, he we, we know it's very hard to compete. You know, a person can be very wicked and very cruel. But when you're the king of the Jews in the time of Beis Hamikdash, the damage you could do is untold, and the damage he did do was untold. Right? He when you pull a Jew away away from Judaism. You're not just pulling them, you're pulling their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren and their great-great-grandchildren, right? And sometimes they never come back, right? You look at, you look at American Jewry, or, or, right? So the damage, Menashe pulled Jews out of Torah and Mitzvahs into idolatry in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, right? And he, not like he had a, a, a wicked father. His father was Chizkiah Melech. His father was this great Sadik who, who could have had the potential to be Mashiach. And so and Menashe is about to be burnt in the cauldron. And he says, God, you can't accept me. If you don't take my repentance, my incomplete repentance, by the way, then you're no better than anyone else because that means there's a limit to your kindness. That's what he told Hashem. Because even me, Menashe, my tshuva should be accepted. And we know that Hashem took his tshuva for that reason. And that's because Hashem's kindness is eternal. We say this every um, every Shabbos. Halal's Seder. Praise Hashem who's kind and good for His eternal, for His chesed is eternal. Forever is His chesed. When Hashem does chesed, it's forever. And we say this in Nishmash. We say Nishmash. Right? We say, I'll spare you my singing. And we say Nishmas on Shabbos. Ilufina, we say that in Nishmas, one of the most important, that's something you cannot skip if you come late to Shul. You still gotta say Nishmas. Right? Ilufina Malishira Kayam. If our mouths will be filled with song like the sea, Ulushaneinu, and our tongues with, 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 with Rina, another form of song, Kahamangalav, like the multitudes of waves in the sea. We would not it would not be sufficient to thank Hashem for one of the myriad, myriad things that He does for us. Because Hashem does for us is eternal. We can't ever repay that, requite that, or thank Hashem enough for that. We had so much saw like the sea, which is so big. We cannot do due diligence to articulate the the abundance of kindness that Hashem does with one act of kindness because one one reward eternal is eternal there's this we just can't comprehend that but by the way every second you're on this I'm just going to pick in the share because I'm teaching it right now so it's, it's a good marshal because you're, you're getting rewarded right now forever right every second and then you will be changed for eternity of that right every Time a person does this mitzvah, it's forever. Because you know, I just met him this week. There's a, a, a laser, probably knows him, Barry Arconi. Barry Arconi, laser, you know, who he is? Yes. He has a son who <coughs> just moved to Chicago. His girl's eyes, he's learning at a coil here. His name is Avram Chaim. I wonder who he's named after. Avram Chaim Yarconi. And he has a son who's learning at the Chicago Community College, one of the coils here. It's where Zucker's coil. And his his uh, wife is working for the, our girls' school. Okay, fine. His wife was in the school, but I never. I was in the curl of that. I learned in a different curl, a different part of town, where I'm in, every day. And, and I, I, I've seen him before. I didn't realize who he was in this curl. Um, and he came over today. So his father was a was a president of the shul forty some years ago, 
right? And yet, and I saw the new pictures of Amechad, beautiful, the sanctuary, the basic Knesset, he'll have a chilek in that. Well, I mean, 40 years later. If there was no president 40 years ago, there'd be no shul today. You, you get a chilek in all that. So he's going to get a reward in all the dominating that goes on there from, from what he did 40 years ago. He's going to get dividends. That's how the world is. When you think about what we invest our time, how we invest our money, how we invest our koichas, our, our strengths into... Right, you know, and or what we think about when you're working, are you thinking about you're supporting your family to to to, to be able to give tzaka, to be able to service Hashem? And our daytime is a different time also, and that's all chesed Hashem. And the rewards us for turning is the ultimate chesed. Shal pusa acha shalechem, ein dai b'shir kamoyam. There's for one even one thing of bread, right? It, it, it has we can say a, a brach on the bread. We can say hamayti lechem in the arts. That bracha will be rewarded forever. And if we bench, which is the Araisa, three brachas minatera, right? And a fourth bracha rabbinic. And branching brings bracha in this world and will be eternally rewarded in the next from bread, a shtikle right, a little lechem. That changes our whole eternity. That's chesed Hashem. Zoom in bechinas ha'ichas, and that's eternally as far as longevity and as far as the actual, and the eichas from the the levels that every yid has all kinds of opportunities. All the chesed of Hashem that He gives this world, and it's not just for this temporal, finite world. This temporal, finite world, as we say in Perikiyavos, is according to the eternal, eternal world. And as Rebbe has been explaining, I've been just translating it and adding on a little bit. That we understand what eternity is. That's chesed that Hashem gives us. And if we get pain in this world to the extent that we get a, a challenge or a, a, a punishment, that's also chesed. Better now. Clean yourself up now because this is a finite world. These thinking about this, this is all true, but you got to think about it. You can be cognizant of it. It's chiyuv hamutaleinu. It's essential that we know that that we know this, right? It's not like a nice thing. This is this is this is the bread and butter, my friends. The yid has to know this. We're serving Hashem. That's what we got to be cognizant of. Dichsiv, as it says in Divrei Hayamim, in Chronicles, Da as Elokei Avicha, know you're the, the, the Hashem of your father's Hashem. Vavdu service. And serve him. Shazel called her. Well, that's the essence of serving. That's the essence of being a Jew. <laughs> you think you're serving a human king or, you, or a finite Hashem? No, we're serving eternal, and the reward is eternal. The connection to Hashem is eternal. The chesed of Hashem is eternal. That's kol ha kula. That is the essence of all of Torah. We know all Torahs are named Hashem's names. That's the Zayar. We're not going to go into that exactly, but that's the Zayar. It's, it's actually explicit in the Zayar. Hanu espainish shaynis megavis megalus v'nuras v'sbach to understand how great Hashem is and how great His Chesed is. Vikra hazman lezem. One of the most important times for that is when we daven, and we daven three times a day. Hopefully, we daven during the day. Gamish is akdamla the tefillah, and we know we know we need you know many times you say shol dal lefnei atoyim and know from who in front of who you stand. Dal lefnei atoyim in the shol it says that 
know in front of who you stand. Right? It's a prerequisite for davening. Uh, sometimes um, it's, the, the liturgy, the davening is talking about how amazing it is. That isn't the word we're saying yet. We have to appreciate what that means. We should be filled with awe and love, a true love, and then we can, we, we can tap into that. We'll have this year of, of wow, what it means to not follow Torah mitzvahs. What it means, like how how can I possibly do it? What, 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 what's what that what that what, what the, the stakes of that and the, and the rebellion of that and the loss of that and the importance of relationships to Hashem, the year and the avah, the loving Hashem that we know that for every mitzvah Hashem gives us such chesed. I'll call myself if you show it to you. It allows us, you know, sometimes the person gets tired or weak, and it, it reminds us, you know, Rabbi said, what's, what are we talking about over here? What, what, what's, 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 what, don't, don't slack in. They, they react to call people slackers. Don't be, don't be a slacker. Right? You don't be a slacker. This is it. This is all about. Right? You give, you give, so you're, you're diving, you're coming, you're diving better this way. You understand who you're diving in front of, what that means. This mal shubavaso veraso, and then you should, when you're diving, you're diving with love of Hashem, and in awe of Hashem, and that's every diving, all of our finite, temporal, kol kachyamish, all of the as long as we're on this earth, which is temporal and finite, we have to understand what we're doing, who we're diving in front, and then, those those tefillos will, will not just impact our days on this earth. Those tefillos will not just impact, you know. By the way, I mean, just just this is the topic. I, there's no question. People are davening. We're gonna have after 120 years of this world, you're gonna come to Hashemayim. You're gonna have saved soldiers, saved Jews in Israel. You don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah. They're going to do Torah mitzvahs. They're going to be protecting the land. You have a chilek in that. You're going to say, well, how do I? No, no, no. You, you're da, you davened. You said that to him. You, 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 have, you partially say or fully saved this person or this city or that yeshiva. You have a chilek in it. So for our temporal, finite davening, if we do it correctly, we appreciate what we're doing, then it becomes not just eternal in time, for eternal equality forever and ever. That is a prerequisite of prayer, of tefillah. That's a prerequisite of being a Jew. Hold there.